Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Wonderful. So, so good to be back. Um, I'm a changed man. Rod, you shout that with just a little bit too much enthusiasm, like the old alley was way off the mark. Um, now, three months of sabbatical, I, am, I might not look that changed. Well, I've put on a little few pounds, but they're going to come off again. Um, but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm changed, and I, can't, I think I knew I was going to change. And uh, I've, my main change, and you'll be glad about this, is uh, quite a bit of that intensity's gone. Yeah, so that's good for me first and foremost. Uh, and it wasn't bad intensity, it was all intensity in the name of the Lord, but the Lord's not intense in that way. He, 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 he is in one way, but let's not get into deep theology, uh, theology about it. But things don't matter, the little things don't matter as much. I still want them done, I still see them. Like that curtain sticking out at the bottom of that banner there. Yeah, you know who you are if you've seen it, right? Right. Even in this situation before sabbatical, I might have a laugh about that, and that would be my excuse to go up. And I don't need to do that now. I'm ca- I mean, I want it round, but I, I don't need to. See, that's just a bonus. Is it coming back? <laughs> that fluorescent jacket, those fluorescent jackets have been dumped down there in the eyeline of this bit of the con just a jacket in it yeah oh I saw it I saw it it doesn't matter it can, it can I mean we want it packed away next week if we can <laughs> we do because we want excellent I'm just saying it doesn't bother me these plants you see that plant there right on the edge of that all right and you see that one <laughs> that should be on the inside here that's excellence it might be over the top excellence but I'm saying that's fine they're just nice plants aren't they nobody else has seen it Okay, who saw the curtain? Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Right. We're, thank you. We're just special people. That's all we are. We're just special. Who saw the jacket over here? And no one surely saw the plants, did they? Did no one? Thank goodness for that. I pray for you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a changed man. I'm a lot more chilled. And it's just great for me and probably good for people around me as well so so that's good um sabbatical i could obviously talk a lot about that but um most of you will know if you didn't then uh, it was an interesting time a month into our three months we're in the west coast of scotland having literally holidayed for a month well more or less um couldn't have been more relaxed bearing in mind that going into the sabbatical kate can just turn on and off holidays and things like this she's great I mean there's this preparation in terms of leaving the church in, in in a good state and and all of that but I I was preparing emotionally and psychologically from January or from you know Easter when we all the plans were firmed up uh, so I, I'd kind of helped myself in that journey knowing that I've got to come back Kate had this phrase circuit break which brilliantly describes the bigger picture of the sabbatical not just the break but the circuit breaker in terms of how we come back differently and and we're both coming back 
Uh, Kate's not intense anyway, but so that was a, a thing that was happened with me. But coming back to less, less is more. I don't know whether you, some of you who you workaholics, you people who have just been on the grind of life, particularly in ministry. What I found out that I've been doing stuff in the name of the Lord and thinking, okay, I've been too busy, but it's it's in the name of the Lord. He's not happy with that. It's a sin. I've been sinning, so I've had to repent from that. And um, I'm forgiven. So um, still plenty of work to do on me, but that, that, is, that is a big thing. But the, the, the month in, I'm all relaxed, chilled out. For those who don't know, um, long story short, um, I have a resting heartbeat of 52 beats per minute. Uh, within about three or four minutes, it crept up to 180. Um, and a few hours later, I'm blue-lighted into the nearest hospital on the west coast of Wales, which was Scotland, Scotland, thank you, which was um, 45 minutes away. When we got there, it looked like a youth centre. It was so, you know, just like, what is, is this place going to help me? Um, so uh, that happened. A doctor said, you haven't had a heart attack. You've had atrial fibrillation um, and go home. Uh, and it happened all again the next night repeat exercise pretty much the same but I came back with beta blockers anyway that's to say that I, I don't know about you but when you have if you've had any serious illness you what's the first thing you do google it right <laughs> you want to find out what's happened right is that, does anybody know what I'm talking about yeah we're not just talking about a cough or a cold we're talking about something a bit more serious you get on google now I know there's lots of bad information on Google, but generally it's a good, if you know where you're going in repeatable sites. So I started looking profusely into what, what this thing called atrial fibrillation was. And uh, does anybody know? Just put your hand up. Okay, a couple of you. So basically it's to do, I'm not going to go into any great detail on this, but I just want to make the point. It's to do with the uh, electric circuitry of your heart. Did you even know that your heart is run uh, electrically? It's just amazing. You've got electrics in your heart. That's what keeps you alive. And you could be able to stand up in a minute and sit down. And you'll carry on breathing. It, it, it's, it's all there. And basically, parts of my heart that weren't meant to fire electrical circuits were. And they were confusing the heart. So my heartbeat wasn't a regular, what they call a sinus rhythm. It was more like Morse code going crazy. And the point I want to make from this is that I, I, I was just, I was shocked by and amazed and in awe of God that the heart, you've got this little thing called the AV node and, and it's, it's your pacemaker. You've heard of your pacemaker. Yeah, if you want to um, sound intelligent to someone, just say that's your, a, no, not your AV node, your, your SA node. And your SA node is, is a little power pack and it sends the electric circuits out. And it's not connected to like any nervous system or any part of the brain it just God's created it so the the chemicals and the cells and everything in the body is all set just to beat all on its own I've never had to remind my heart to beat I've never had to coerce it I've never had to instruct it it's just kept going, kept going, so yours, um, and that's good news, but I 
started to be totally fascinated by how the heart is working, the way it plump, pumps blood. I've just given you a quick synopsis, a very, very broad, and I could bore you with all the details, but the point is that some things that we don't see are more important than the things that we do see. And tonight, I want to talk to you about one of the things. In fact, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the most important thing. The most important thing that the Bible says for us to concentrate and focus on. And that is the kingdom of God. So my title is The Priority of the Kingdom of God. There's an immediate problem with this because if we look at a verse like Matthew 6.33, in that Jesus is on the Sermon on the Mount and he's telling some sermons, maybe over a period of days, and, and, and he's telling people not to worry. The few verses before, it says, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, just don't worry, I've got it covered. And he ends this little story, by this famous story, by saying... Don't worry about all of these things, but verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, the problem, I mean, that's great, and we'll, we'll go back to that verse in a second, but it says, seek first the kingdom of God. But then if we look at Luke 17, 20, 21, it says, Once, on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God, the coming of the kingdom of God, is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. So we can't see it, but Jesus says, you've got to seek it. So what we're seeking is invisible. It's not tangible. We can see the effects of it, but we can't see it. You see, at the time of the, the New Testament writing, the, the, the Jews, particularly Matthew, Matthew was writing to a Jewish audience, they were expecting a kingdom in terms of an army. They, they were looking for a conqueror, somebody to overthrow the Roman Empire. That's what, they, that's, that's what they thought the narrative was leading to in terms of all the Old Testament promises but Jesus came to tell them something else. He said, the kingdom, my paraphrase, is not the kingdom that you're looking for. In fact, this kingdom, you won't be able to physically see. But yet, Jesus says, seek first. Amongst everything else, seek first. So my question is, what are we looking for? Because we can, we can say in Christian circles and church circles and we can use the language of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, and they're, they're the same thing. By the way, if you, if you think there's any confusion, Matthew was writing to Jews and the Jews didn't uh, want to overuse the name of the Lord. So he, he would, he, out of uh, courtesy to them, if you like, he wouldn't reference kingdom of God so much but he would use the language kingdom of heaven you see that through Matthew but when we're talking about kingdom of God kingdom of heaven it's the same thing and if I interchange that I, I'm, I'm talking about the very same thing but, but, but what is it when we say this because it's easy to slip into our language oh even Jesus prayer wasn't it you know your kingdom come your will be done but yet what am I looking for what am I what am I seeking well let's just pin something down which is going to help us and that's Romans 14 17 
basically tells us what the kingdom of God is. And if you haven't seen this, then just take a moment and really register it. Because if this is the most important thing for us to do, to seek the kingdom of God, we ought to know what the kingdom of God is, right? Yeah? Not, not confusing. I'll try and confuse you in a minute, but let's, let's keep it simple as much as we can. So Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. So by that, we, we've, we've seen the language of being clothed, being fed, being watered, and all the rest. It's not the material things. It's the immaterial things. And the description is here. The kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let's just condense that for a second so that we take the broad picture and then we'll narrow it in. The kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is being in the Holy Spirit, is receiving the Holy Spirit, is walking in step with the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. And that's what we've got to seek. Now, there's lots to that, but let's not get confused. But the person of God in the Holy Spirit is our reference point for the kingdom of God. And when we pray kingdom come, we're saying Holy Spirit come. That's why it doesn't bother me that much on one level how many people in the room, whether it's I'm just preaching to one, preaching to what, 30 or 40 tonight, or when this room is whole full, the most important thing is that the Spirit of God is in our midst. And as soon as we started coming in this doors, as soon as we started chatting, as soon as there was just a bit of momentum and volume echoing around the room of Holy Ghost chatter, whether it was about God or whether it was God's people, I felt the presence of God. And I want it more. I want it more. And I was thinking when we were worshipping, just, just feeling the presence of the Spirit and thinking, boy, if we keep this our focus, if we make this our aim, if we follow the commands of Jesus and just seek this, surely, surely people won't be able to stay away from this place. Because the world can offer you so much. What we see, and, and, and the world is God's creation, don't get me wrong, the earth and everything in it belongs to the Lord and he blesses us materially and he wants to prosper us, I believe that. I'm not too into some of the extremes, but I believe that God looks, wants us to look and does look after us and wants us to prosper, generally speaking. But more than that, more than that, the kingdom of God is our priority. The invisible part of our lives, it's hard, isn't it? Because you have to see through the invisible to see the visible. It's, it's, it's kind of everywhere. The invisible is everywhere. So when I look at that radiator, or look at that, can I start mentioning the curtain again? Uh, like, yeah, look at the, and I'm fine, I'm joking. You know, you, you look at whatever, you're looking through the invisible. So it's everywhere. And so often we can go in our lives and we walk through the invisible, we walk into the kingdom as soon as we get out of bed, and, and, and suddenly we've not got to the end of the day and we've not realized that we've just walked in and out, through, past the kingdom 
of God. It's an amazing thought, isn't it, when you, when you really get down to it. But it's, these three things are interesting. The kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit, but, but specifically these three things, righteousness, peace, and joy. And I guess I just want to camp around those things for a minute or two. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Interesting back to 6.33, Matthew. He says, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. And what Matthew, in Matthew is, is being said, is not the kingdom of God and righteousness. It's saying the kingdom of God, but particularly righteousness. Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Are you with me? It's a bit like when the, 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 the women, Mary, Mary, and the other one, who went to the, um, went to the tomb, and Jesus uh, has been resurrected, and the angel came and says, go and tell the disciples and Peter. Peter was a disciple, but the language was conveying, actually, there's a preference here. After all Peter had done, denied Jesus, make sure, tell the disciple, make sure you tell Peter. And in the same way here, it's saying, seek first the kingdom of God, but specifically his righteousness. To, to be in right standing with God. I, I've, I've been, this has been one of my themes of the whole sabbatical in my studies, is just being right with God. Because, and I said this in the, in the prayer meeting last week, or whenever it was, a few days ago, we can, we, we, if you're a believer in Christ, then you've got God's righteousness in you. You've got God in you. But that doesn't mean that you're always in God. Because when we're not living a righteous life, and by that I, I, I mean we're just doing things that we know we shouldn't be doing. And when we do, we haven't, if we haven't confessed it, then we're not living righteously. We're carrying unconfessed sin. It just separates you from that intimacy with God. You're still 100% righteousness in the righteousness of Christ, and you're saved. And, you know, you, you, I don't believe, let's not get into that, but, but the devil can't take that away from you. But you can restrict your intimacy with God. And I want to encourage you, if there's something in your life that's going on, that you just, no, let me go as far as say this, if there's something that you just put into the back of your mind and back of a priority list in terms of, look, there's bigger things to worry about than my issue here, God's saying, no, 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 he's just gently, gracefully bringing it to the fore. And even now, as you're within the sound of my voice, trying to just hone into the Holy Spirit, you can just quietly in your heart confess that to God right now, and his power and grace will come, and he will help you from not getting involved in that anymore. It's important that we confess our sins to him, to one another. The Bible says it in various ways. But we want to do that because we want to be in right standing with God, because the most important thing in this life as a Christian is to seek first the kingdom. And the kingdom, the most important thing about the kingdom is righteousness. So let's make sure that we're in right standing with God. Does that make sense? It's so important. The devil wants us to devalue the things that we know aren't pleasing to God. But if you know you're doing something that's not pleasing to God, 
and just confess it. And I say just, I don't want to say just in that sense, I want to, in, in like it doesn't mean anything. It does, it means a lot. It, mean, it meant Jesus' life, but the effects of what you're doing is not going to change your life in eternity, but it's going to restrict you now, in the here and now. And I want to see people attracted to you because you're in right standing with God. You are, you're exhibiting the righteousness of God as well as having it as part uh, of your salvation. Does that make sense? And remember, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So it's all good news. So we want to be right with God, but it, it's also interesting that the two other attributes of the kingdom are, are peace and joy. Two-thirds of what is referenced here as the kingdom of God are emotions. You know, and we're not, we say this a lot at the rock, you know, we're not led by our emotions, but we don't want to, we don't want to minimize emotions. Emotions are important. Emotions, we want to make sure that our emotions um, are connecting with our spirit, the spirit of God living in us, the very essence of Christ living in us. We want to be emotional about that, but we don't want to be, have our emotions led by our fleshly, carnal, worldly desires part of us. So, Emotions are important. And I'm here maybe to remind us that the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, peace is really important. You know, I mentioned it this morning again. You know, peace isn't the absence of conflict. It's, it's the presence of Jesus. Jesus is peace. You know, he's going to be on a lot of bits of Christmas card, you know, wonderful counselor, uh, prince of peace. He, he, he is and he gives us perfect peace. You know, if, if you're in a situation right now and you're fearful or whatever it is and the, the peace of God is just not with you, maybe, maybe God, you know, listen, God doesn't want you to come to church this evening and just feel a bit better about your situation. That's not God's peace. God wants you in perfect peace. He wants to, see, when, when Jesus comes into your situation, you don't just feel a bit better about it. You feel like everything is going to be fine. You can have the, the worry, well not the worries, but you can have the whole world in turmoil around you, but as you stand with Jesus in the eye of that storm, there is perfect peace. You could have a leaf at your feet and it wouldn't be moving. Because Jesus is there. What about the one time that I think my brother stuck up for me at school. Not that he wouldn't have done. I don't know why he did, actually. Maybe there's some trauma need to be dealt with here. Uh, he's two years older than me. We, we went to, um, when we moved to Keyworth when I was 13, and, uh, and this is, just came to me. And um, I mean, my brother's not like, he's not a wimp, but he, he's not like, oh, don't mess with him. Um, I had a, I came from Grantham, and um, we got, Escorted to uh, brought to um, Keyworth from Grantham very abruptly through a bad family situation. So basically, no time to pack. Just before we knew it, argument at home. Right, you're going to live with your dad. And um, my old school uniform was brown, all brown, with yellow shirt. Came to Southwall School in Keyworth with a nice standard navy and blue. Uh, so I stuck out like a sore thumb. Uh, so I was I was the easy target as the new boy in his in his brown uniform and uh, and ginger ale that didn't help. Uh, thankfully, it's gone grey now. Um, and 
this this guy was picking on me in the line for PE or something, and 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 of course nobody knew my brother. That and again, he wasn't a wimp, but nobody knew that you know he wasn't all that. But my brother just came along and said, and he saw it, and I can't remember what happened, but he came and he just confronted this guy, and this guy just stopped and just went away like this, and whatever. And 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 the reason I'm thinking of that is just like when Jesus is standing, he's more than a big brother, but he is a brother, and he is a big brother in a way. And he, when he stands next to you. All, 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 all the problems disappear. All your enemies scatter. All those voices that come condemning you. All the bully tactics um, of the devil. It, 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 he can't stand to be anywhere near the presence of Jesus. And, that, and, and that's, what, that's what we're talking about when peace. And for some of us tonight, can I encourage you, don't, don't just try and get better and feel better yeah I mean that's not wrong but it's not God's best God's best for you is just to absolutely take in the presence of God because this is the essence of the kingdom when people see you and we all go through stuff we're, we're all going through stuff at any stage in life but some are smaller some are bigger but when when people see you in your situation particularly when you're really going through something and they, and they just wonder, how on earth are they keeping together? How on earth, look, you know, they're, they're clearly uh, in trouble, but they're not troubled. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you know what I'm talking about. That's the kingdom of God. And sometimes it's that exuberance of happiness, another phrase regular phrase of mine happiness comes from happenings but only joy comes from Jesus true joy comes from Jesus sometimes you can feel like you're at the end of your tether nothing's going right for you but you can smile at the fact that you're saved you can smile you can that joy bubbles up it becomes your strength and it's like it doesn't matter what the world throws at me you, it cannot take away this joy does anybody know what I'm talking about <laughs> I want to speak that over you right now joy just joy kingdom your king, when we're praying your kingdom come and I'm praying it now Lord your kingdom come joy joy right now for those who are in hard situations where the natural thing would to be down would to be deprived come against depression right now in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus I rebuke depression I come against disappointment and I loose the spirit of joy right now right now where there is turmoil may there be joy enjoyment enjoy in God joy 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 and for peace for peace listen don't try and understand don't try and work this peace thing out I'm flipping about a bit don't try and work it out because it's a peace that surpasses all understanding sometimes you've got to have faith to start to understand what you're doing so you've got to receive peace even though it seems illogical because it is. There's lots of things in God 
that are illogical and we start to work them out as on the result of our faith and being obedient in that does that make sense and sometimes we might not ever work it out and that's fine because I'm going to remind us all that we're not God we haven't got his brain power we've got his spirit thank God but we've not got his intellect his ways aren't our ways and I think sometimes God gives us experience in him that we will never work out just so we were reminded how amazing he is that's a bit tough for people like me because I want everything worked out Irving's got a brilliant brain we're similar in that have we have I, um, put yeah you're brilliant but yeah I was just thinking of when the words came out of my mouth that's not quite yeah we like to work things out and there's some of others of you in the room I'm sure as well and, and our challenge is just to let God be God and let's just let him show off we don't have to know everything I said I was going I was going to say I'm going off script here but I didn't really have one so um how long have we got oh my life I've waffled on for half an hour I thought I'd struggle to fill 15 minutes let's try and bring this into land and we'll see if we can that actually came out of a mouth like vocally did you notice that the old me would have gone and slapped her <laughs> of course it wouldn't of course it wouldn't I mean there would have been a few words but um let's leave those next few scriptures where we go to the end let, let, let's try let's try and finish up with a couple of verses from Acts Acts 1 3 after his suffering so, so this is this is Luke writing he's, he's writ, writ, written the wrote written wrote I don't know whatever he did inked um, the gospel of Luke and then he continues into the um, the narrative of the early church it says after his suffering talking of Jesus he presented himself to them, the disciples, and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. And here's, here's, here's the, the killer words. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and what did he speak about? The kingdom of God. All, it's like, you know, we talk about the last words and the, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, and, and, and that's important. Um, pre-crucifixion but here we are post and post-resurrection he's got you know if you've read your bible a while you know there was 50 days between that you know jesus dying and pentecost and there was 10 days out of that 50 at the end where he left them basically to get their act together and just to to seek him and pray and wait but for 40 days the resurrected christ appeared to many over 500 i think it was um, and all he talked about righteousness peace joy he talked about being in the spirit he says this is it this is it when I said on that mount back in Matthew 6 just, just seek this first so this is still this is still what we're on with and then right at the end of Acts in fact I think it's the last literal last few verses is there 28 chapters in Acts I think there is think these are the last words and this is the apostle Paul now is handing the baton and writes most of the words of the New Testament that we'll read after this and he says for two whole years Paul stayed in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him and what did he do he proclaimed 
the kingdom of God and talk about the Lord Jesus. And, and that, that's my, my message and encouragement to us this evening is to make sure that even when we close this meeting down, that our conversations, whatever they are, that's bearing in mind that there is a whole supernatural realm, world, life going on. Angels, demons, spiritual warfare, love, joy, thank you Steve, peace, patience. So much more going on than the eye will ever see. But it's all in his spirit. And when you wake up tomorrow morning, the kingdom of God is working away, advancing as you slept. We didn't get to the verses, but the Bible says Jesus' message was, same as John, the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, it's here. The invisible reality. I, 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 was, I have this kind of thing in this phrase um, that if we all were, if I was able to give, hand out right now a pair of spiritual goggles for you all, you know, like you see the night vision things in, in, in the army use, and you can see video kind of what they see. It's pitch black, but they see the, is it green or something? I wonder what we would see right now if we all put spiritual goggles on and the natural realm was all blacked out, but all the spiritual realm was in that kind of like green light, if you like. And we want to pray that that kingdom, that kingdom come more and more. It's here, more and more. So I, I, I speak right now over us for righteousness, that we would be dedicated to righteous living right now, bring the comfort but conviction into our hearts not condemnation but conviction to if there's just some things we want we need to put right that we will put them right that that peace that surpasses all understanding will be our portion will be our experience in its entirety in its fullness irrespective of what is going on around us so too with the joy of the Lord right now I'm going to pray for us. Let's stand to our feet and then we're going to sing our final song. Father God, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we get to experience this kingdom and we want more of it, Lord. And that means because the kingdom of God is in his spirit we're asking for more of you right now for every single person and for myself more of you just do your work holy spirit i don't need to i don't need to know what you need to do but if you open your hearts friends if you open your hearts to what god is doing he will speak he is speaking on the other side of a bit of obedience and a bit of faith and trust in this place can be like the releasing, like the bursting of a dam that the kingdom of God has been waiting to get through. For maybe days, weeks, months, or even years, 
just takes a bit of obedience, a bit of faith, the old hymn, trust and obey. We exercise a little bit of that. And even in the next few minutes as we worship him, our lives could look incredibly different. Just have your time with God right now and during this last song. Let him do what he needs to do in your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just take a moment of reflection, then we're going to sing.